beginning of this tarot and astrology mini series that I was going to hit on some light numerology. So that's what we're going to wrap this series up with today. And when I say light, I mean light. I know enough to hold my own in the numerology realm, but I also really just have this belief that certain numbers are sacred to certain people. Sometimes uh, if you've ever seen someone that like is just obsessed with a certain number, I feel like that's for a reason and we'll get into that. I think we all have a favorite number or a number that follows us somehow, like we see it a lot or it's just kind of around or we notice it more. Anyone who knows me, even a smidge past surface level details, knows that my number is 42. And I don't say my favorite number. I don't say, you know, the number I like. It is my number. I have it tattooed on me. It was my number all through sports. It just speaks to me like in this weird cosmic way. So whenever I see 42, I always know it's a nod or a wink from the universe or, you know, my higher self or a higher being, whatever you want to believe it. It's a nod or wink from that. I don't have words to really describe what 42 means to me or what it is. It's just 42. To also just make mention that this is the 42nd episode, and it somehow landed on me talking about numerology and the number 42. I don't know. It, it tripped me out when I realized that, and I'm like, man, whatever this energy is that 42 is that just like bolsters me and has pushed me my entire life. It is so real and no one can tell me otherwise. So with that said, this is going to be not so much the typical the number one means and the number five means, and it's going to be more geared towards using numbers you have a personal connection with. And if you're like, okay, weirdo, I'm not obsessed with any numbers, don't worry. I'm also going to talk about how you can use your birth date numbers to connect to the tarot as well. Because I would say those are pretty personal to you. I mean, they're your birth date. So birth date numbers are definitely important here. I'll be using 42 and then a random birth date to give you guys examples of how these numbers uh, relate to tarot. So let's get started. I'm going to call the number that you just like or your favorite number, your personal number. So we'll start by going over how to use your personal number to connect with the tarot. This one is super easy and I find it to be really, well, personal for me especially. The number you're using here is again, one that you feel really connected to for whatever reason. You might not even know why. The number might follow you or it's just your favorite number. It doesn't matter. What does matter is that the number feels important to you and it always has or it always will ever since you made the connection with it. If you don't have a personal number, then just sit tight through this part. Maybe you'll find your personal number someday down the line and you'll definitely want to know how to work with it. So just sit tight and then after this, we'll talk about the birth date numbers, which everybody has. So everyone can be in on that one. We know the Major Arcana has 22 cards, starting with the Fool at zero and ending with the World at 21. If your personal number is any number between zero and 21, that's the tarot card you would look to for significance as to what that number is speaking towards for you. An example is if your personal number is, say, the number eight. 
That corresponds to the tarot card of strength. Strength's significations would mean something for you, your soul's purpose, and even possible lessons to help you achieve your true will and your destiny in this lifetime. Now, say your number doesn't fall between 0 and 21. Say your number is, uh, oh, just let me pick something randomly. Oh, 42. Let's <laughs> just say your number is 42. You're going to add the numbers together to get a number between 0 and 21. So for me, we're adding 4 plus 2, which equals 6. The sixth tarot card is the lovers. If you remember from last week's episode, I talked about the lovers being not just a card of relationships, but a card of choices. Gemini is also associated with this card. Let me explain to you what this means to me, starting with how I ever even became attached to the number 42. 42 has been with me since high school, freshman year. I have this image literally like burnt into my skull. <laughs> like I will never forget this and I, I don't see it as an out of body. I see it through my own eyes. Like when I look in my mind's eye, I see, when I like imagine this, I see the scene and it's so crystal clear. So I played field hockey in high school and freshman year, it was time to pick our jersey numbers. Well, I didn't really care what number I had gotten. I remember just being like, yeah, whatever. Everyone can just go before me. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm not in any rush. Because I, I think when you're younger, you really do have a favorite number. And typically, all the upperclassmen pick all, like, the numbers everybody wants, like, 21 and 9 and 3, like, stuff like that. So those get, like, snatched up really quick. So I really was not concerned, and I had no preference. And I remember walking in to, like, the locker room. It was actually called the cage. I'm not going to lie. Was, there was the locker room and then there was like the cage, which like, it was just like this, it kind of looked like a WWE like wrestling cage, but it, it was always locked because that's where the sports equipment was. <laughs> I remember going to the cage and seeing two jerseys hanging on the wall. The only two left were 42 and 36. That's it. And I just remember looking at them and it was in that moment it was like I had a choice to make. It was like, what path are you taking? I didn't feel like that in the moment, but looking back, that's what it was. So I chose. I picked 42 and it soon became like an identity for me. Well, for the field hockey bus, we would make like quotes and stuff to give out, you know, team spirit, all that stuff. And I was super team spirit, still kind of am. <laughs> I have a lot of spirit to me. I would make up quotes and like say things and I would sign them with 42. So I literally used this number as a signature for a period of time. And I think I'm going to go back to doing that because that seems really ominous and cool. But anyway, I just became attached to it and people started to even like know me as 42. When we would have people come to our field hockey games and they would like hold up signs, you know, like your friends would do that for you. They wouldn't put my name. They would put my number instead. You know, people's, other people's signs would have their name on them, not mine. It didn't say Delena. It said 42 because that's how much I made it my identity. You know, fast forward, it's still here with me and it's just a really big deal to me. So let's look at this astrologically then as well. So, you know, I made the choice, which that's the lovers making a choice. 
And then the lover's card, as we know from last week, is also Gemini. Gemini making decisions and making choices intellectually. Well, my babes, my Mars is in Gemini in the ninth house. So what that means is I have pretty much Gemini driving Mars. I am fueled by intellect. I make decisions based off intellect. And uh, being in the ninth house, that's all about philosophy and teaching and uh, even astrology. The ninth house actually encompasses astrology as well. So it just has a lot of significance for me and it makes so much sense. So if you have a personal number, I really, really think you should look into this. Having the lovers correspond to my personal number of 42 is a reminder. Whenever I see 42, it's a reminder to make my choices compassionately and to move through the world with love. It's to be a force of harmony and hope regardless of how tough things get. And I really do feel that way at my core. I've always been an optimist, but it's more than that. I want everyone around me or anyone that I encounter to be uplifted and to be living their truths. So I make the conscious decision to live my truth fiercely and to be sort of an example that things do work out and you can take the leap. Literally every decision I make is thought out and crafted. This is my life and I refuse to live it passively. I am an active participant in how my life pans out no matter what gets thrown at me. And I'm here to remind you that you can be that way too, should you decide. See, the number 42 just gets me really inspirational. So uh, that's how you relate your personal number back to tarot and astrology and what it could be possibly trying to tell you. For me, my personal number is a reminder that every decision I make has an impact. Every decision I make, you know, that Gemini Mars in the ninth house, I need to be thinking about how I can help others. Those are what my decisions are based around. How can I be my best self so I can help you be your best self? How I can educate other people and empower other people. So that's what 42 means to me. That's the best way that I can describe it. Now let's move on to your birth date numbers. So if you don't have a personal number that you feel super connected to, if you're not a weirdo like me and, you know, you don't have a 42, you definitely have a birth date. So let's look at that. For this example, I'm going to use the birth date 11-25-1999. And that's just a random one that I picked. Felt right, so I went with it. We're going to do the same thing we did for the personal number. And we're going to break it down and add it until we get a number between 0 and 21. So for this example, we'll do 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 5 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 9, which equals 37. 37 isn't quite there yet, so we break that down again, so 3 plus 7 equals 10. The tarot card that corresponds to 10 is the Wheel of Fortune. If this is your birth date, then the Wheel of Fortune is your birth date tarot card. We can use our birth date tarot card just like the personal number card. It helps us to deepen our understanding to our soul's purpose and can help us see what lessons we need to integrate along the way to get there. My birth date tarot card is the Hierophant, which really goes well with me considering I decided to start a podcast teaching people about spirituality because that's what the Hierophant is. 
They're a spiritual teacher that gives their students a baseline education and the tools to further their studies as they continue their way on the fool's journey. When I was younger, I would not have known what to make of the Hierophant being my birth card. I would have never chosen that one, and you know what? I probably wouldn't even have wanted it. I think that this one takes a little more time and life experience to show how it's going to develop and play out in your life. So if your birth card, once you calculate this, if it just seems kind of puzzling or like it doesn't fit or you don't like it or you don't get it, just give it some time and don't dismiss it too quickly. Some of you might be like, wow, this is already developed for me and I see this theme really big in my life. And some of you might be more like me and kind of be like, well, that's bullshit and move on. And then it'll come and get you later in life because it always does, doesn't it? Isn't that how it goes? I'm so much like that where I look at something and I go, whatever. And then like a couple months, maybe even a year later, it'll crop back up and I'll be like, oh, that's what that was about. So don't dismiss it. Write it down. Think about it. And, you know, maybe it'll show itself in a little while. Just give yourself time to develop. You don't have to be everything all at once. One of the last techniques that I want to talk about is using your birth date and the current year to find what tarot card rules the current year of your life. So let's use the previous birth date as an example. We're going to use the month and day of the birth data. So 11-25, and then the current year, 2021. Add them up just like we did before, but this time use 2021 instead of the year you were born. So for example, this person's number equals 14. The 14th tarot card is temperance, meaning that this person's 2021 year would have overarching themes of the temperance card. So they would want to think about balance and how to just achieve a more balanced life overall, not overindulging. You know, whatever temperance has to do with, you could even look at it as Sagittarius. Think of the Sagittarius ideals, things like that. Those significations would be the overarching themes of that person's 2021 year. I'm going to be super honest because that's all I know how to be (laughs) and say that I don't really use this technique personally. So I can't speak to how it plays out or give you any of my real life experiences with it. But I wanted to mention it because it might work for you. I wouldn't be a very good teacher if I only told you, babes, the things that I use and then leave out everything else just because I don't use them. I see the validity in this technique. I see the merit. Like I could see why people would want to use it. I just haven't personally made any notes on it or paid attention to it. So if you decide to look into it and you do use it and you find that it's super accurate or you find some sort of nugget of knowledge, you know, gold in there, then let me know. I would absolutely love to hear about it. And you can just tell me about your numerology and tarot that you discover in general. Like, look at this stuff for you. And then I want to hear these stories. I love hearing that you guys are actually doing this. I love it. It really means a lot that so many of you share your personal stories with me and that you trust me with them. So thank you. I think the main reason that I don't really care that much about this technique is because I'm never worried 
about what's to come. I don't think about the future. Again, I think I've mentioned this on one of the earlier episodes, but I have a a tattoo and it's my favorite tattoo. And it's a crystal ball that says whatever across it. Because I just don't care about the future in that way. I don't need to know what's coming. You long-time moon babes and you moon members know that I'm a practicing Stoic philosopher, and that really informs a lot of the decisions that I make. I don't worry about what's to come because I'm focused on the present moment. I'm focused on bettering myself each and every day so that when something does arise, I'm ready for it regardless of if I knew about it or not. I don't need to know the future because I'm prepared in the present. This is also why I read birth charts the way I do. I read them to find out where my power lies, the best avenue to harness that power, and how I should be expressing it, and also to work with my shadows in an informed way to integrate them and ultimately turn my shadows into allies. So whether I'm going to have a year influenced by the emperor or the moon doesn't matter to me. What does matter is that I know my current strengths and my current weaknesses, and I continually work on developing them to become the person my soul was sent here to become. All right, my babes, I hope you enjoyed this last little quick numerology episode to round out our tarot mini-series. And again, I will be going into numerology more in-depth later on, but I want to have a numerologist on the podcast to do that so you can get top-tier information. I enjoyed this one so much, and thank you all for taking the full journey with me. It meant a lot, and I think just from what you guys tell me, you may have learned quite a bit too. If you want more Moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro or on Twitter at moonmatters. If you liked this mini-series and you're listening on iTunes, please leave me a rating or review. That would just really make my day. All right, my babes. I'll see you all later. Later.